to give res show respect to the audience and respect your own business. It was a way to protect it. Kayfabe. Ladies and gentlemen, heels and faces, casual wrestling fans, and all of you smart marks, I am Kayfabe Focus, and I'm here by myself, because guess what? I got my own show on the Kayfabe Avenue channel, and you're probably wondering, why did I got my own show? That's because every single one of you has been texting me, messaging me, all of that. We want you guys want to see more of me and my ad libs and jokes and stuff. I'm like, for what? Who knows? But hey, I'm here. And guess what? I have a weekly segment now. I will now be reviewing AEW Dark on a weekly basis. So congrats to all of you for being able to see my face and hear my voice as long as, you know, my tools work to make this shit work anyways let's get into aw dark which is the 58th episode i believe uh, on its second season on the all elite wrestling youtube channel so go check that out you should be watching this um let's get into the first match uh the first match is bishop king from brooklyn new york who currently has a zero and one singles record and right now He's facing Darby Allen, who currently has a 12 and 5 uh, record and is currently ranked number five in the singles competition. So now I just want to say that uh, Bishop King, he's a very strong competitor, but he he's no match for the agility of Darby Allen. Darby Allen wins with a figure four pin lock, and you're probably wondering, what is that? So Darby Allen, what he did is that he put Bishop King's um, legs into the figure four, and instead of falling backwards on his back, Darby decided to fall forwards towards Bishop, pinning his shoulders to the mat, while also having his legs locked so he can't kick out. It's a very good pinning position, and uh, uh, despite the fact that Bishop was close to the ropes, Darby was still able to uh, pick up that win. Darby is now 13 and 5 in the singles competition. So which is uh which is which is I believe he's ranked 5, which is also I believe last week Sean Spears was ranked 5. So I'm curious on where he's at right now. And uh, who knows, maybe I'll do a little extra show trying to document everybody's uh, win-loss records and see if I could try to make sense of all of this ranking nonsense. Anyways, let's get into our next match. We have a women's tag team match. Um, we have Layla Hirsch, who is from Stardom. For those who don't know, she was a member of uh, Stardom's Tokyo Cyber Squad, led by uh, the late Hannah Komura, who recently committed suicide. Um, and she, and basically Layla recently faced Sheeta on Dark, and she also faced Serena on Dynamite as well. So it just goes to show you that, uh, AEW is strongly behind, uh, Layla Hirsch. Now, 
the Leela Hurst style is kind of like, um, I would say Shayna Baszler if you watch WWE. Um, she's kind of like that. See, yeah, she's really great in the ring. Um, now her tag team partner Elena Black, she has been featured on on Dark recently and seems to have an occult gimmick. Um, with a coffin with tarot cards. So we'll see how that eventually evolves into it. So right now they're making their tag team debut versus Brandy Rhodes and uh, Red Velvet. Now, Brandy and Red Velvet came out with red outfits, looking like a legit tag team, but they need to work on their tag team moves and um, their tag team timings because, you know, it is what it is. Um, this was probably the best match Brandy Rhodes has ever had. And of course, Red Velvet is always stirring it up. Now, Layla shows that if AEW shines her, she will be a force to be reckoned with in this match. Um, one spot that I enjoyed is that she did a run-up moonsault from the wrestling mat all the way to the third rope and then basically like a springboard uh, moonsault uh, to hit, uh, I believe, Red Velvet. Uh, but... Anyways, the end of the match comes uh, Brandy Spears, Layla, and Big Boots, Elena for the win. Dustin Rhodes comes out and starts stirring with Brandy and Velvet. You know, Brandy and Velvet is now 1-0 and zero in tag team competition in the women's division. If that's even a thing, there's no belts. I'm just saying, they're just doing it, just to do it. Anyways... Let's get into the next match. We have Danny Limelight and Casey Navarro, um, and they're making a t a, their tag debut versus Jurassic Express. And Jurassic Express is now currently nine and six in the tag team rankings. Um, now Danny Limelight starts off with a uh, Jungle Boy as they have a good exchange of chain wrestling. With uh, Jungle Boy coming up on top, of course, because he signed, why not? Um, they tag, they both tag, and uh, basically KC comes in and Luchasaurus comes in. And uh, it was a great spot as it shows how quick KC was and how strong Luchasaurus is. Um, the fight ended up spilling out to the outside of the ring. And Luchasaurus uh, was basically trying to throw KC back into the ring. However, Casey pounced off of the ropes, which kind of looked like a botch. But honestly, it looks like something that Luchasaurus should probably do more often. Just throw him to the ropes and then let him bounce back. And then you throw him like right over it again. So, you know, if that's something that you want to do, Luchasaurus, go right ahead. I, I definitely enjoyed that botch while you did it. Um, There was a spot where Limelight actually flipped back did a backflip out of luchasaurus's uh choke slam and then a few lot spots later luchasaurus goes for it again and limelight tries to flip again however luchasaurus's knee is there to catch his head and uh it's not it wasn't looking good for limelight because afterwards they did their double team move and jurassic express wins um bringing up their record to 10 and 6 now I believe that this match um, is one of three matches that probably should have been on Dynamite because it was good. So go out your way, check that out. Um, the next segment that we have 
is a little bit of the bubbly commercial with your boys, the inner circle. So everybody's seen that bubbly commercial. I don't have to really talk about it. So, anyways, we next match we have Frankie Kazarian, who is now twenty five and eighteen in overall career. Now I say overall career because AEW likes to do things like singles competition rankings, tag team competition rankings. AEW career rankings, 2020 rankings, like, yo, they switched so much just to put people over that is like, it basically became a joke now and everything. So, right now, uh, Kaz is facing Ryzen, who is Matt Hardy's friend, who, um, if you don't know who Ryzen is, if you've seen Free the Delete, it's the one that Matt throws into the pool and he comes out as a satanic character. That's who Ryzen is. And uh, he's also been on Dark uh, numerous times despite only having a 0-1 and one singles record. He has been in tag team matches uh, losing left and right. So hopefully, you know, eventually Ryzen would uh, eventually get his push one day. Probably not. But anyways, um, so one thing I did like about this match is the commentary. Taz makes a comment that... Uh, Ryzen's first name should be Terra, which uh, everybody starts dying of laughter. Um, and then to the which Taz replies, you know what? It probably would never work. And then, <laughs> but like, and anyways, back to the match. Uh, it's a good back and forth match. Um, we all know who's gonna win. Hint, it's not Terra Rising. Um, it's Frankie Kazarian. Um, so now Kaz is at 26 and 18 overall throughout each division. And after the match, Kaz gets interviewed by Dasa. Um, and during the interview, TH2 comes out, uh, beats down Kaz, and Christopher Daniels makes the save. And it looks like we have a brand new feud with SCU and TH2. Which is interesting because Scorpio Sky is currently having a feud with um, Sean Spears. So we'll see how that plays out on both sides since they're fighting a war on both fronts now. So moving on, we have Dave Dutra making his AEW debut versus Absolute Ricky Starks. Um, finally, it's AEW Starks time and... Dave, he kind of looks like a cross between PCO and War Horse, presented in all caps. Um, and, you know, obvious squash match is obvious. Ricky hits, uh, Ricky hits Dave with the spear and the Rochambeau for the win. So now, um, Ricky starts is at 11 and 2 and should be heading the ranking system pretty soon, so keep an eye out on Ricky. Um, the next match that we have is Sean Malata and Alex Chamberlain uh, making their uh, a tag team debut versus the Hollywood Blondes, which is Griff Garrison and uh, Flying Brian Pillman Jr. Um, so for those who don't know... Um, Sean Mulata is the nephew of Alpha, who is the Wild Samoan, one of the Wild Samoans, and also um, owner of X WXW, um, the uh, 
World Extreme Wrestling, not to be confused with the German company West Side Extreme Wrestling that WWE has partnered with and where Walter comes from. These are two different organizations. So keep that in mind. Like, so keep that in mind. This is WXW uh, that Alpha owns is not going to be on the WWE network. Just wanted to let you know. Um, so, and now, back to what I said. Um, Sean is, Sean is Alpha's nephew, and he made a couple appearances in WWE, uh, before most notably losing to Kota Ibushi in the Cruiserweight Classics. Um, and Chamberlain, he's also pretty strong too. He's, he's one to, to look out for in the future. Um... However, the Hollywood Blondes uh, pick up a win with a springboard doomsday device-like move. Um, so now the Hollywood Blondes is now 2-5 and five in their AEW record. So we'll see what happens. So after the match, um, Lance Archer comes out, beats up the Hollywood Blondes, kicks them outside of the ring. Um, he then puts Alex Chamberlain in the headlock, lifts up Sean Mulatto, Mulatto and uh, basically chokes Lance Sean onto Chamberlain while he still has him on the headlock. And like Jake says, oh, that was ugly. Oh, you know I love it when you do things like that. Do you know how that makes me feel? Damn, I have a really bad Jake thing. I need to work on that. Um, so anyway, Jake is on the mic. He's cutting a promo about Eddie Kingston. Then Lance cuts a promo about Eddie Kingston saying that he's going to destroy Eddie's new family and that AEW is his new horror movie and that everyone, everybody dies. So, that's what I always say. So, moving on from this uh, segment, we have the next match, which is Angel Fashion and Aaron Solo. Uh, and this is their tag team debut. They've been on Dark before as... Uh, doing other things but they're together in this match versus uh the newly signed to AEW tag team uh the acclaim which is the five tool the five star tool or something like that anthony bowen and uh platinum max caster now um max caster comes out and starts basically rap dissing uh angel fashion aaron solo and it was pretty hilarious i think max caster is pretty good on the mic and uh, all of these clips that he has. I hope he every every week he comes out he has bars for his opponents. You know, it's it was something that was very entertaining. It shows that he was good on the mic and he also has great skill. And also Anthony Bowen does as well. Um, but hey, it's a great match from all of these brand new wrestlers that you know none of them have really mainstream. Um, a, they don't really have mainstream attention right now. And they've had a really good match. The claim gets to gets the win, uh, leaving their record on AW one and one. I would say this is another match that should have been on Dynamite that they should have debuted. They should have vignettes for these people for for the claim and then debut them and all of that. But hey, it is what it is. They're on dark. They got the wind, and it seems like they're not going anywhere since they just signed. So it is what it is. So, the next segment we have is an AEW Games commercial. Now, mind you, AEW has started a YouTube channel called AEW Games. And they will do announcement on 11.10 to show off their brand new video game. So, keep 
keep an eye out on that. Uh, the next match that we have is number five, Alan Angels of the Dark Order versus uh, VSK from um, Long Island. Um, I believe uh, VSK um, came from um, Court Hawkins um, Create a Wrestler Academy. And you know what? I believe the acclaim came from there as well. So, good job, uh, Hawkins, for having not only having your tag team signed to a, a, a major promotion, but also you have another one who, who's, this is his second appearance on Dark. Who knows what's going to happen. Now, with VSK, um, VSK stands for Very Skilled Kicker, which he does a lot of that in this match. Um, one thing I noticed was that number 10, Preston Vance, was at ringside supporting, uh, Alan Angels. Um, one spot that I like from VSK is that he had a strong chaos theory, but however, five hits the ST on the apron, which led to the wing snapper for the win. Um, now Alan Angels is now 6-10 in his overall career, and at the end, 5-10 and 10 pose joined the Dark Order. Um, next, we have a vignette from Peter Avalon, and it seems he has a brand new gimmick. It seems like he's looking for a brand new manager. And honestly, this whole segment reminded me of the SNL skits where Christopher Walken was trying to romance a woman as he tries to reject him and leave his apartment. It was it was pretty funny, but, you know, I, I knew exactly what they were copying and everything, so it is what it is. So... Peter Avalon will now be known as Pretty Peter Avalon, or PPA, as he likes to shorten it out. We'll see how that works out for him, because obviously the Liberian gimmick wasn't working that out at all. So, good for him that, you know, he's changing his, him up, and now he shows a brand new faucet of his character. So, well, moving on, we have uh, another tag team match. We have The Butcher and The Blade, who is at 10-6 and six right now, ranked number 4 in the tag team division. Uh, and they came out with The Bunny, and uh, they're facing Jersey Muscle, which is a, a their AEW debut. Now, Jersey Muscle is two brothers from New Jersey. They look like a bunch of juice heads, Jersey Shore type guys. You know what it is. Um... So, BNB gets Pyro, and I must say, it's very nice to see New Yorkers, even if they're from upstate, beat up people from New Jersey. And it just warms my heart. Anyways, <laughs> BNB should have been the queued several times as they don't like to um, abide by the tag team rules, and that referee needs to enforce them a little bit, a little more. So... Anyways, it is what it is. BNB gets the win. Their record is now 11-6. and six. So after the match, they start to pose. Then next thing you know, you see the Natural Nightmares come out and start beating up on BNB. And you're probably wondering why. And that's because um, the Bunny was recently stringing along QT Marshall acting like she was his girlfriend, and but she was basically using him to get all his money and such. And now that the well has gone dry, it's trying to go. It's time to go back to the family. So basically, 
you know, it can't, it, this basically evolves into a big brawl. You have a couple of referees coming out trying to separate all the tag teams and everything. And then uh, we, we abruptly cut into the next segment, um, which is uh, D3, who has a 0-2 record, versus Will Hobbs, who currently has a 5-6 and six in singles competition. Now, D3 is from WXW. Like I said, this is from Alpha's promotion, not the German wrestling company, which can be confusing because D3 is actually from Rome. So there was a, there might be a chance that he might have wrestled in the West Side um, um, Extreme Wrestling. I don't know because I don't really, I'm not up on D3 like that yet. But who knows? Maybe in the future I will be. So, anyways, uh, Will Hobbs basically squashed D three. No, no surprise there. He's now six and six. Um, after the match, uh, Ricky Starks basically rushed the ring. Um, Will Hobbs sees him and gets ready for him. However, Brian Cage hits him from behind after coming out from the crowd. Um, both Cage and Starks basically beat down on him until Darby Allen comes out and makes the save. So, one thing I, 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 I'm noticing from Darby Allen and Will Hobbs, it, they kind of look like uh, Rob Deirdrick and uh, Big Black. Um, it, those who used to watch MTV, uh, Rob Deirdrick's uh, Robin Big, Rob's Fantasy Factory, um, Rob's basically a skateboarder, and uh, Big Black was basically his security guard. Oh, oh, oh yeah, rest in peace, Big Black, because he recent, I believe he died a couple years ago. Um, and, you know, they basically had this great show on MTV. And, you know, I'm kind of getting kind of a vibe that maybe if they do, like, a tag team like that, it should go that that route. However, I doubt Darby's going to be, be with that. So, it is what it is. We'll probably see him tag once, and then that'll be it. So, moving on from this segment, we're going to another tag match, which is Baron Black and Nick Comorato versus Dark Order, Stu Grayson, and Evil Uno. Now, Evil Uno and Stu Grayson are at 10 and 2. Um, another thing, I don't know why they paired Baron Black and Nick together. I believe Nick should be in Chaos Project since he looks just like Charles Manson. I feel like he would fit the serial killer vibes that Luther, you know, is giving off. So, and mind you, Nick is a strong guy. He was able to hold his own against both Uno and Stu for a long time. This is somebody that I feel that AEW should sign. He has the physique for it. He has the agility for it. Let's keep him on this roster. Um, now, Baron Black, he has great agility and is resilient. Um, Nick almost had the Dark Order beat, but Stu fought back and won with the double-team move that Dark Order used called the Fatality. Dark Order is now 11-2 in the tag team rankings. Um... Next segment, another bubbly commercial. Let's get past that. Next match, a trios uh, match. We have Captain Sean Dean versus uh, Cesar Bel Belloni and Poor Fuego Soul. 
del sol and they're facing the dark orders um john silver which is n number three no no which is number four and uh Colt cabana and number 10 Preston vance now number four alec no <laughs> number three Alex Reynolds isn't wrestling. He must still have a concussion after getting knocked out two weeks ago on AEW Dynamite. However, let's get into this match. Now, Johnny's now John Silver is 5-2. Cesar Bellini is 6-2, if not taller. Now, John Silver wanted to start off the match with him. And he's like, oh, you can't beat me. You know, acting like all of that, you know, trying to get into to Cesar's head. He basically puts him in a position where um, number 10 Preston Vance was able to hit him from behind, which which allowed uh, John Silver to actually scoop slam this six foot two guy like he like he was Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant. And it was pretty impressive from John Silver. It's, it seems like every week John Silver is just wants to impress people, whether it be, it's you know his technical ability, his his uh, how strong he is, how good on the mic he is, his charisma, his ring presence. Like honestly, he has it all. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised WWE didn't snatch him up to be a cruiserweight. Because, honestly, he has the whole package. Now, um, besides that, it seems that there's so, still some problems between Colt and Silver. And uh, poor Fuego del Sol. Um, um, how can I say this? Basically, Beleni. Um, fuck, I'm going to have to edit this. Alright, so, poor Fuego del Sol. Um, number 10, Preston Vance. Power bombs on Fuego, and then John Silver <laughs> hits him off with an airplane spin release for the win. Poor Fuego. Hopefully you'll get booked next week, and hopefully you'll get a win. Probably not. Um, moving on, let's go to um the next match, which is uh Lady Tapa making her a debut debut. Now, for those who don't know, she is a TNA Wrestling Gut Check Challenge winner and also a three-time OVW Women's Champion. And she's someone that I would like to see more in AEW. I would love to see her in a feud with Nyla Rose. They're two big competitors, and I'm pretty sure they'll tear the whole house down with a match. Um... Now, Kylie Kling, she has gotten a feud with Nyla recently, so hopefully, you know, we'll start to see, you know, Kaylin starting to do a little bit more things now. Um, so now Kaylin does a frog splash and picks up a win, and she does a great frog splash. Her record is now one and two, so shout out to uh, Kaylin King for picking up the wing, and shout out to Lady Tapa, because I definitely would love to see you more on AEW Dark, you know? Um, next match is a match that I could care less about. We have a tag team match with Chaos Project, who is four and one. 
versus a private party who was eight and eight. It was all right, you know. It is what it is. Private Party wins nine and eight. Um, Kaz was shown to be watching on the match, and he left after the win, which makes me think: Are they trying to make a feud with SCU versus TH Two and Private Party? Hmm. And has Scorpio Skyface Sean Spears? Hmm. Looks like we're gonna have to see what's happening. It's gonna be an interesting time to see how SCU try to try to handle all of that. All right. Uh, next segment, another AEW Games commercial. Like I said, watch the YouTube channel on on uh, November tenth for it. Um, and now we have the main event. We have uh, Big Shoddy Lee Johnson, who is currently at O and fourteen, and recently added to the Nightmare Family. Versus Sammy Guevara, who is now nine and seven. This is another match that should have been on Dynamite, as both of them have great athleticism, great agility, great ring skills. Even though Sammy Guevara is probably a little bit better, probably could, but then again, he's signed today, so he probably has to be booked to look as strong like that. But they're great. This this was a good match. It was a great match to end dark. Um, Sammy Guevara wins with the twist of fate, um, sending a message to Matt Hardy for their, um, match this Saturday at Full Gear, um, go check that out, and, you know, it's basically giving Sammy momentum to the match tomorrow, where he and Ortiz face Wardlow and MJF, so hopefully, Sammy can pick up a win tomorrow as well, so he can have some kind of momentum going into the Elite Deletion match. Um, so right now, Sammy's at 10 and 7. So, and that's uh, AEW Dark. So, basically, it was a great show. Um, there was a couple matches that I probably, like, probably like one or two that I was like, okay, whatever. Um, but for the most part, you know, they did a lot of things that were good. Um, I would recommend uh, watching, like I said, um, Big Shotty Lee versus Sammy Guevara. Um, I would recommend watching the Acclaim versus um, Angel Fashion and Aaron Solo. Um, the Jurassic Express versus Damian Lamlight and Casey Navarro. Those were great matches. Go out your way to see that. Um, and also, don't forget that Full Gear is this Saturday at November... Was it November 7th? I think it is. Yes, it is. Um, November 7th. So, check that out. We'll probably do a prediction show and a review show. Stay tuned for that. Um, but with that being said, Focus, where can they find you at? At... You can find me on Instagram. Username is taken. Try another. Please like, subscribe, comment, YouTube, Anchor, Apple Podcast, every damn thing, basically. Um, subscribe to the Chaotic Dreams Podcast. Um, and also, keep it on the low. I might be having other shows, too. So in case you guys want to see more of my face and more of my voice and hear more of my voice soon you'll have that so with that being said johnny i'm getting kind of hungry
goodbye. <laughs> and good night. Bad.